Welcome to Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with my friend Nick Iluzada, designer and illustrator. Hope you enjoy. What's up, dude? What's up, dog? So is it morning? Is it morning over there? It is. It is 9.20 a.m. Thank you for your patience. Oh, no problem. So you live in Japan? I do. I live in Tokyo, Japan, yes. How long has that been now? Um, Let's see. A little over a year and a year and three quarters, a year and a half-ish. Is it no. is it playing out the way you anticipated? I'm not sure what I anticipated, but um, I mean, I guess like you know, you go into everything with a certain set of assumptions or goals, and I think that yeah, a primary goal is has been is getting achieved, which is just a language proficiency. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Are you exotic out there? Do you feel exotic? Do I feel exotic? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mm, I feel like it's like yes and no because uh, there's like, I mean, I'm definitely like, like, I don't, you know, look Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. There's a lot of people in this country that look Japanese. Well, a ton of them. Um, and uh, that is not me. Um, but also, you know, like Tokyo is a big city full of um, people that look weird. I just remember being on the train and being like, wow, it's just me on this train in respect to how I'm looking. And that, I probably never felt that before. It's really yeah, interesting. For sure. I, you know, I feel that um, I feel that way a decent amount. Um, in life, you're saying? Uh, yeah, sure. In life. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but especially here. Um, I don't, uh, feel super positively or negatively about it now. I think there are time, there have been times when I've like been like, like, this is weird just cause you know, if you're coming from like New York or New Jersey or like LA or whatever, it's like yeah, everybody is, every type of human is crammed into such like a small space that you're like, oh, everybody is, everybody's simply here. Yeah, it's an um, odd it's an odd move that uh, I'm sure we could talk about for a while. But have you managed to develop any type of design work or art? You know, you have like a career there. Or are you mostly just studying? I well, I'm I've continued to do some freelance work. Um, maybe I'm incriminating myself right now, actually. But for for American companies for, or for American companies, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. And 
Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm quite at a business level of Japanese yet. Um, so that kind of is a that's still a, a barrier. There's a barrier to entry there. Yeah. Um, and additionally, just it's like you know, I don't know. I don't know how the system super works here, and you know, I don't like you know, I know people, but it's just like different. So. And also just like in terms of like designer illustration, I just kind of haven't, I've mostly just been focusing on studying, so. But your career, I assume, has its own momentum. Like you've worked for big clients and does that work just keep coming? Uh, yeah, I, I am very blessed in that I don't actively promote very much. And um, I think that like, hopefully I do a good enough job that places kind of have either kept coming to me or recommended me to new things. Um, and so I've, you know, it's been interesting because I've like done a fair amount of, you know, contract work that I was doing in the States, but here, and then I've also picked up some new clients that, you know, from either the States or from Europe that I hadn't worked with before. Um, which has been kind of interesting because I, I really am just like not, like I post a drawing to Instagram once a month, maybe, and that's kind of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your career baffles me a little in that way <laughs> because so? I don't know. You exist in a very interesting, like, space where I feel like you've completely succeeded in in the commercial sense, right? Like in terms of who you've worked with. Adobe yeah. and whatnot. And I'm not even sure how you got there or if that was a specific goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, like you're not trying to foster social media presence per se. I don't know if there yeah. was a time where you were trying to do that, but there's a kind of blase excellence at play, if that makes sense. Like you're somehow achieving these things, but not in a, like sweaty way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I would like to not be sweaty. <laughs> like we, I think we, we both, you know, we've pushed up against the, uh, the sweaty design and illustration, uh, worlds. And I, I think it's also like, you know, th there's a whole conversation around social media that we could have that it drives me absolutely insane. But, um, I, I think, at the root of it, it's still just like, I, one of the reasons that, I mean, the, the primary reason I came here was to get better at communicating in another language. Mm -hmm. And the kind of secondary reason was to, um, just kind of figure some stuff out about my own creative desires and creative processes. Oh yeah. And yeah, because it's like a different, you know, it's a different art culture. It's like one that we are both familiar with because of its influence on the West. But it's like, you know, it's it's still different being around it every day. Um, and um, I think that's kind of like at the core of it. It's like, I still want to like make cool things. Like that's like the primary driving factor for like... Well, yeah, I understand that, but clearly there's some drive within you that is beyond just making cool things because again, like you've succeeded in a very specific way, I would say. 
like even working yeah. for, even working for buck design is like a that's a good accomplishment as well um so when you're setting out like do you set out specific goals or and do you think you work hard would you say you work hard you must work i hard. would i think others would say that i work pretty hard i think there are times when i think i'm not doing enough because i'm very hard on myself but um yeah i like i go through kind of waves of kind of intense downtime and intense not working and then then you know i will also have times when i kind of just like oh like grasping for any sort of breathing room yeah um yeah i don't know if that's the uh the best way of doing things but i feel like i kind of don't know <laughs> any other way but right, do you think right. i guess i always try to understand like some artists can be really particular like oh i want this thing like even jesse wanted to work for adventure time so he busted his ass to work for adventure <laughs> time but i'm not sure i understand if that's how you work right like do you do you set very clear goals i think there how, were times you, yeah how do you motivate how did you end up where you are is actually so a, the, a question. How I, I, th I think how I ended up where I was, where I, yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, you are, right? I are. I you are, am? Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, English. Um, I, I set some very kind of, I wouldn't say strict, but I had, I had more kind of specific goals, um, especially coming out of art school, right? Because we graduated around the same time. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't remember. Are you, you're probably my class, right? Because needs older. Yeah, I was in 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you and coming out of that? You had a you had a vision. You think? Yeah, I had uh, at least more of a specific vision, which was tied very closely to, um, like you know, design and illustration success, uh, and or notoriety um and that included a lot of like promotional work it included a lot of you know trying to get high profile clients um and just you know like kind of your basic starting career things like do a lot of work um and i was also like you know i moved to new york for that um and you know i obviously did my fair share of networking. Um, was and this, I, I think was that this, was editor all, this was editorial work initially? Primarily editorial and advertising work. Um, and I think because of the nature of that industry and because of where social media was at the time, it was like, that was kind of enough to like get the ball rolling. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, I think that was kind of just like a, even, even if the goal wasn't as specific as work for adventure time, like if the goal was like, be a good illustrator, um, yeah, yeah. then there are very, you know, there are very concrete ways to do that. And, um, that was something I really prioritized for a long time. Um, not that I, don't now, but I, I do feel like in terms of image making, my focus is a little different. 
Um, is that because you succeeded and you didn't like what you saw or something? Or uh, I think it's more just boredom than anything else. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like you got to the place and then it was kind of boring or not stimulating yeah. enough. I I I think. Um. Yeah, there's there's a stimulation component. There's a financial component. There's um, just like the, I think the idea that I also, you know, I am, I have, I feel like I always have, uh, way too many interests to keep track of. Mm. Um, and so I feel like sometimes I, I'm getting pulled in a bunch of different directions by my own whims, whether that be like an activity or like, um, like a hyper fixation over like an object or something. Um, what are examples of that kind of thing? Um, so like for, for a while, I got like really into like competitive powerlifting. Um, right. And uh, I felt like I was like the only thing that I thought about where I was really? like, okay, like, like I'll draw, I'll draw my little pictures. I'll like, you know, I'll, and you know, I'll get paid for that. And then, I'll focus on like, you know, lifting a lot of weight. Did you, were you competitively successful in that domain? I was not competitively successful. There are people that are much stronger than me. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But I mean, given, given the context, um, did you excel at that as well? I, you know, I did some meets, so I think that's, I, I think that Yep. I mean, powerlifting is a thing where it's like, it kind of are only, a, if you are, you know, super competitive, like at a high level, then you can think about other people, but kind of like, you know, if you're a beginner or mid-level lifter, you kind of just have to think about yourself and you measure where you are against your own previous numbers. Right. And, day to day. Um, yeah. And so if I think about it in those terms, like, there, yeah, like I got very strong compared to where I was at and where I currently am at. Um, so is it fair to say that you cared more about lifting than art at that moment than making art? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Easy. So like the, that's what's interesting <laughs> to me is, is that, that uh, you know, I think there might be people who struggle all day and they really, they really um, identify with the art and they love making art or design whatever illustration and they yeah. don't get, they don't get anywhere near where you're at, um, from a career perspective. Mm -hmm. And then it sounds like you can kind of take it or leave it. And it's reached a place where it sustains all your other shit. That might be too extreme, but like, mm. do you, do you feel that you need to make art? I, you know, that's one of the things that I've kind of been wrestling with here is like, I think that, I do, but I, I think it's more that I like, I need to lead my life or live my life in a creative way. Mm. Um, and that is not necessarily tied to image making. Sure. Um, okay. So let's get into that. Cause that could be abstract. I think I understand what you're saying, but like, what's an example of someone not le leading their life in a creative way and then we'll get into what is, but I'm just curious. Uh, yeah. What I mean, like, like you know, I, 
like obviously like you can kind of find the art and everything and if you if you want to do a a task in a way that you think is somehow creative that is not considered creative you can do it but um i don't know like i think sometimes like i i guess let's just take my parents for an example like i wouldn't okay like i i consider them like like they they do creative things like my dad like for a while he was like carving duck decoys right like, uh, yeah yeah right so like he tries to like watercolor paint and like um and you know my mom had a, an oil painting phase for a little while um but i don't know if they would you know approach the way they talk about their lifestyle as a creative lifestyle sure um and what are their jobs like what were their jobs uh so my dad was a a a large case lawyer for the irs yeah um, that doesn't sound terribly creative yeah and so he dealt mostly he was like he was like primarily like a spreadsheet guy like he like did a lot of like you know yeah number crunching and then my mom worked in human resources um, wow okay so yeah, I I wouldn't court. Is that corporate? Are those both corporate? I don't know. I don't. Uh, well, I mean, when my IRS, I I don't know if I would consider that corporate it's government. As much as, but yeah, it's government yeah. public service. And then my, my mom's job was corporate. Um, right. So you don't uh, want to do that. But let's say you, um, like, you're in Japan. Mm-hmm. What is it to live a creative lifestyle if you're not literally making? art which would be the obvious conclusion but like does that mean your days are less structured or unpredictable in some sense i mean i like having unstructured and unpredictable days but i feel like i'm also like kind of a crazy person sometimes so i okay uh you're hectic sometimes i'm very i'm pretty hectic um Hmm. I'm more so asking from the person, like I, I, you know, if I say from my own perspective, when I was young, I thought drawing was what, like, I thought I was a drawer when I was little. Yeah. And then as I got older and went to school, et cetera, I realized drawing for me is like a, it's probably a means to an end. Like it's a way I can think visually yeah. on onto paper. And yeah. then I started uh, building things and running things like businesses, etc. And I realized like, Oh, there's like a, there's a kind of lively generative energy I'm looking for. And I guess if my arms got chopped off, unfortunately, like, and I couldn't draw that would suck to not have arms, obviously, but I think I would find a way to express that energy outside of drawing. Whereas I've met people who are like, they're much better at drawing than me. And that's their, that is their like essence. They draw. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, my, my, you know, my skill and issue is that I kind of toe that line, right. Where I think my, my bread and butter and my kind of main skill is, is still drawing. Um, uh, but I, 
I, uh, my internal desires always lead to larger and or more complicated kinds of endeavors, whether or not it's like building something or, you know, planning or what have yeah. you. Cause I don't, I think we've, we've talked about this a bit. Like, I feel like we kind of think similarly about creative processes, um, in that, like, I like, I too use drawing as a mechanism to get to another place, whether or not it's like, you know, me, like trying to like design out a pattern for a bag or a wallet or like, you know, something else or. Yeah. The difference would be the result, you know, like, um, you're out here drawing stamps for the Olympics and doing all this professional stuff, you know, real yeah. stuff you're doing, um, League I, I of Legends and like, uh, that's, what's interesting to me is, uh, where you I, found yourself, obviously like you, you initially had the, that drive, that specific thing you want to end up at. And I think it's cool in some ways that you can continue to mine that as you kind of venture out into different places. Yeah. I, I think at the, at the end of the day, it's still like, you know, like my, drawing for money uh, it, it takes on a lot of different forms but i think it kind of all i i you know i've thought it kind of like was all over the place at one point and sometimes it is but i think there's kind of a, a core kind of vibe to it and um and i think you know in our current design commercial art climate that vibe is valuable like the specific thing that i do um what is that what is like yeah I, what is that i i think it's like like it kind of taps into like you know it it taps into like anime it taps into mm -hmm. like um like kind of dynamic sportsy movements it, like but there's like there is like it's not just like purely comic book right it's like there's like i take a a very heavy i like lean very heavy very heavily into um like more stripped down more designed silhouettes right i think and so i think that kind of crossover is like I don't know if it's rare, but it's like, it's, there's a fiscal incentive to use it. Um, you know, especially if you're an esports company or if you are trying to appeal to a certain audience, i.e. like fucking young boys. Yeah. I mean, I think it's rare in that domain, in that context, like yeah. your, your sports work looks fresh because I feel that oftentimes like they're not even trying in those like to do something different um outside of like realism you know yeah and uh i can definitely feel the dbz energy in there too yeah I, I think that also i think it also kind of comes from like a level of bodily awareness which is this is like a weird thing that i've like thought about a little bit but um you know there are a lot of people that um draw that don't know what it's like to move around right yeah, yeah. Um, so like play sports or whatever and um like what that feels on like what it feels like to do that and i think that's one of the reasons why any type of my 
work that of mine that in, in kind of uses a lot of dynamic movement has like a little bit more cohesion to it than a lot of other sports work I see. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like, Oh, like, like it's not stiff cause it, it can't be stiff. Right. Like it's the reason like some other work that I see can like, is like that is because like, you know, either the art direction is bad or like the person drawing it doesn't understand what it's like to move in a position like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, that's like a weird of course. idea. It's not that weird. I mean, it's just a type of information you have while drawing, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's far weirder that to think you can execute drawing something from the outside as opposed to from the inside. Yeah. This is why I suck at drawing animals. It's like, <laughs> like I never yeah, draw you, animals. You can't really, like, I, didn't yeah. have, I didn't have a pet. Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah. Just looking at a cat all day definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't figure out. It's it's a weird thing. I've never talked to you about. Like, I remember early on, I couldn't tell if, and you can tell me, if people were aping your style in commercial illustration, mm. um, or if I just didn't know who had influenced you when you were younger. But there was like this look that I feel like was happening in illustration like ten years ago. Yeah, uh, but I do. You, do you know what look I'm talking about and the origin I, of that look? And I, you feel, I know what you're talking about. Were you ahead of it? Were you looking at someone? I would say, well, I mean, or both, probably. I think. I think it's obviously both, right? It's like there, there's a whole crop of people that were kind of coming up around the same time that had, you know, kind of similar, not similar. I don't know, like it all kind of had an, an approach to drawing that was like kind of anime inspired, but, um, um, and then I feel like, you know, that kind of extended, I, I do think like the kind of like Facebook Allegria, you know, corporate Memphis thing. I'm like, I feel like, you know, Unfortunately, I have some <laughs> responsibility. I have some, there's some blame to be put on me for that. But what is that? Um, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? That like kind of like Facebook, like tech look. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's like, um, but that's I like mean, the, that's like the end product of what I think what you're talking about. So like, um, like I feel like that was like, um, the most like watered down and like, um, you know, generalized iteration of the idea and the kind of design that I was trying to make, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's the inevitable life cycle of the thing. It um, just dies and becomes like the skin of its expression of its movement. Yeah. And like, you know, there were times where I was like, Oh, like I'm getting like jacked so hard right really? by like either other illustrators or like design like animation studios like i remember getting pitched on like literally like like i would be getting talked to about a project and then i would get the pitch deck in and it would just have other parts of my work and then people like riffing off of it and i'd be like what is this how um, do you, how do you like, how, how do you respond to that you just make more work Fast. I make more work. <laughs> and then I was also like, I'm going to charge more. <laughs> like, 
projects. Um, really? Really? So like, uh, not like a project, but I, I, no, no. Know, but I is that a moment where you realize like, oh, I should just charge more in general? Yeah. Like, I think for, like, I think for a lot of illustrators, understanding when they should charge more at what stage in their career and what they should charge in general is probably pretty interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people are very timid about it. Um, and obviously like, you know, I understand the, uh, the worry that you won't get additional work. Um, yeah. but I, I think, uh, you know, I'm also like a little more okay living closer to the uncomfortable edge of finances than to some other people. Mm -hmm. Like, like not that I like it, but like, I don't know. Like if I've talked to other people who are, you know, it, you know, work more regular jobs with more regular payment schedules and, you know, everybody's like, oh, I can't like, what if you don't get paid for like a month? And I'm like, oh, like, oh, there have been times I didn't get paid for like three months. Like, <laughs> like sometimes it sucks. But at the same time, you you do, do you like nice shit? I feel like you like nice shit too. I like nice shit. Um, but, you, but it's not a necessity. I don't know if it's a necessity, but I will, I will do other things to, um, kind of, uh, help ease, ease those things along where it's like, okay, if I need to cut back on doing a certain thing or whatever, because I like want to, you know, I want this thing or I want to do X, Y, and Z, then I'll do it. Um, yeah. So you have uh, like this very, I can't tell if it's Zen or something. You have like this interesting form of non-attachment to certain, to things, to activities, to things. Does that make sense? Like you're yeah. not, you're not really wrapped up in, uh, I don't know how to word it. It's not an insult. It's like, you're not, mm -hmm. um, you're not stressing if this or that thing ends or it's like the opposite of passion, which I think passion can be a bad thing. Um, because mm -hmm. at its root, it's like, it's kind of a thing out of control. It's like a passive mode. But does that make any sense to you? Like that yeah. you don't feel uh, desperate is the word, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think people can also kind of smell the desperation on stuff. And, sure. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I, especially in terms of like my design and illustration work, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I Cocky is not the right word, but I like, I'm confident enough in all parts of the process to do what I need to do. Right. Um, I'm not going to like get phased by anything. Obviously, if there's like too much work to be done, I will say that there's too much work to be done. But, um, uh, I think maybe that's an experiential thing. Um, um, well, so in some sense, you feel like an expert or you feel you've earned a kind of, uh, from an I RPG, know. I guess from an RPG sense, you've unlocked the ability and you feel confident in that. Yeah. It's not even like unlocking an ability. It's just like when you get to like, you know, when you're, you know, you're, you're at very early game and all the uh, monsters are level seven or level six. And, mm -hmm. you know, eventually you're just like, when you progress to the point in the RPG where you're level 45, there are things that just don't register. Right, right, right. And I'm going to guess you don't experience uh, 
like writer's block. I, well, I don't, I mean, you, you mean in terms of like image making? Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing that because I find that people who are more, um, how do I word this? Like less concerned with like this romantic notion of art making can push through quicker when they, they encounter like a quote unquote block. Whereas people have this like really romantic, it has to flow naturally from the muse. They can get stuck for like six months, not making something. Cause they're like almost in a victimish way. Like I'm not inspired. I can't do it. But I find people who are like more design minded and um, process oriented. They'll just be like, all right, I'll just shift to, this i don't know lettering or something or this color you know what i mean yeah i'm very that where yeah i'm not going to get hung up on a section or a fragment of an idea because i can't figure it out i'll just kind of do something else yeah it's pragmatic Um, it's like yeah and you know because i think at the end of the day it's like for a lot of that stuff like the stuff that's taking me the longest to figure out has been my personal work as of late Mm -hmm. right Mm because it's like you know if i'm toying with a shape or like with an idea then it's like there's nothing breathing down my neck about it. But if, if that's not the case, like if it's, you know, if there are constraints like a project, right? Like then you, you gotta go have to do it. Yeah. You, yeah. you gotta do it. Like, and you just had um, a show or you didn't just have a show, but you had a show in Japan yeah, this year. I had a, I had a solo show, which was interesting. It was a endeavor. Yeah. And, um, it was at the end of March. So, yeah, coming on my coming on six months now. What um, was, was that experience like? Um, it was really good. I mean, it was a lot of fucking work. Uh, I had never done, you know, I I have not historically been a, like a gallery person. Um, like we, I think we both kind of came out of the the zine world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, I'd shown some work here and there in college and and what have you, but um, I uh. You know, like the opportunity arose to uh, have a show at a space like kind of close to my house that was like a very nice space. And I said, fuck it. And I took it. And um, and then I had to make all the work for it. <laughs> um, of course. Which was, was it? Uh, I mean, what did you do? You inked things? You printed things yeah it was almost entirely so the end result was almost it was entirely digital yeah yeah oh really um yeah it was almost entirely ipad drawings in procreate um like ipad and then some photoshop finishing and then the um i worked with a um a printing and fabrication studio here in tokyo um to kind of bring everything together at the end. Um, so at this point is that, are you mostly drawing digitally? Would you say? Uh, yeah, I keep a sketchbook, but, um, I think for, uh, most like kind of finished work, I'm doing it digitally. It's also just cause I don't have much space right now, but yeah, like, that's, a, that's a huge thing. Yeah, like, you know, when my studio situation shifts, I will probably reshift to doing more traditional work again. Um, Why? Oh, because I like it. Also, there's a, there's kind of like, there's like a collage aspect to the things that I do that's kind of like absent from um, kind of my current 
way of drawing my current um like yeah my current drawing process that um i would like to uh you know dip my toes back more into um also i just like messy shit um yeah yeah it feels fraudulent trying to make messy shit digitally feels yeah. like uh i've personally moved almost completely away from digital stuff all, mostly because well it's kind of ridiculous but uh with the advent of ai and mm -hmm. if i have grandkids i don't i want to be able to prove i made things yeah yeah because everyone in like 10 years i bet kids are gonna be like you didn't make that so yeah. like like some kid who's like good at drawing in class or something if it's done if it's done digitally i feel like you can just be like you didn't even make that dude and there's yeah. going to be like illustrators who i think are just like milli vanillaing the whole thing where they just act like they're drawing and they're just created like really good parameters for ai generation yeah. and that makes me super sad down. yeah real good yeah i hate that idea so i want to die you know and like maybe in a bed surrounded by like actual <laughs> just with certainty i'm like envisioning you like <laughs> like fucking like european parlor style <laughs> like, oh yeah oh yeah definitely surrounded like uh floor to ceiling with your <laughs> the truth is they're just all yeah. like uh i draw a lot on fucking sticky notes right now yeah just jesse balmer got me into that but he loves a sticky note I think that it's almost like a luxury decision to be like, I'm going to be less efficient now that I have gone through certain phases of illustration or work. And I'm going to go back to things that take a long time and get dirty. Um, because I think early on the, the impulse is how, you know, can I do this New York times job in six hours or whatever? Yeah. And, and then you just get kind of slowly pulled into, I was, I was trying to resist it for a long time, but you just slowly get pulled into the frame of the art director and the client essentially, you know, yeah. as a designer for sure. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's a, it's a battle. Yeah, definitely. So like if we go all the way back when you were young, mm -hmm. is this where you imagine you would be? <laughs> um, what is young? Like when you're like in middle school or something, well, give me the, all the stages of, I don't know if I had a, uh, uh, I feel like my, my, my youth ideation was to like be a, an athlete or something. Really? Um, yeah. Cause you played football. I, I'm not yeah, I played football for a long time. Um, and eventually I just got too beat up. So I was like, I need to stop. Um, but you loved it. I enjoy playing football a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I, at least like my position, I had a great time because I, it, it's actually a funny thing about this now. It's like, it's basically just like a destroyer position, right? It's like, I have no responsibilities other than the singular task, which is just to tackle somebody. Were um, you a d what, defensive lineman? Yeah. I played D line. And then, um, so it's like, yeah, I don't need to like read the game real well like <laughs> like just just go in um and uh i don't yeah, know if I, yeah. I i don't know if i was thinking about the future so so intensely though 
because like i i feel like when i was like younger like i didn't i grew up mostly in texas mm-hmm. and i feel like i didn't really think about like leaving texas or anything um i like you know i liked anime but um i never like had like a, a, a serious considerations about what i wanted to do until i was like kind of Kind of like forcibly ejected from that, <laughs> like because my mom's job moved around. Well, you ended up going. To... Oh, okay. okay. Um, so you I like went, you went to Micah, so you must I, have had like yeah. I ended up going to Micah. Well, so that was a choice that I made. Um, I didn't really start considering going to art school until I ended up moving to New Jersey, right? Like, because like hmm. I split high school in half. The first. Half of high school, I was in like in Dallas and I had been there for a while. And uh, I was just kind of going, planning on like applying to like either, like my grades were okay. So I was like kind of applied to like UT for like some sort of communications thing. So I didn't really know anything else or like UNT to like do the same thing. University of North Texas, just going to stick around Texas. And then I had been like doodling. And then when my mom's job relocated to New Jersey, um, I was like, well, I guess I should just focus on like, because I'm only going to be here in high school for like a year and a half, two years. So like I should focus on what's after that. But I, that just wasn't even on my radar when I was living in Texas. So then, yeah, I mean, I wonder if, you got to be drawn in New Jersey, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to do something. Yeah. You just, I, I simply had to do something for, so like, you know, I have like a couple good friends from when I was like in my Jersey high school time. Um, but it was interesting. Cause like, I felt like, like a lot of my friends when I'm like, when I moved to New Jersey, they're kind of like, everybody kind of like was doing something. And that was like, not the case when I was living in Texas. Like, like I had my interests, um, if they were niche or whatever, but like, I feel like when I got to Jersey, like everybody, like, and maybe it's like, it's proximity to New York. Um, yeah. it's just like Jersey's, there's a lot of people, so I don't know, but it was like everybody like that I was interested in and like, I thought was cool. And yeah, I was like, they're all kind of like doing their own thing. They all have their, their own kind of little special interests and i was like okay like i'll like focus more on the art thing Hmm. um because i like i I had i had some other friends in new jersey who are also like more invested in in the arts and like they were like oh we're gonna like you know try to go to art school or like try to like you know go like do environmental sciences or something or like you know go yeah yeah Holly no, I like again. to I like to know when a person's identity becomes associated with art making because I think it often informs their disposition and their level of what would you say? Yeah, just the level they connect with that as their primary identifier. Yeah, um, I think that was like for me it was definitely like like I drew, you know, growing up. Um I like have my sketchbooks full of Dragon Ball Z copies. Nice. Um, and like I was kind of an art kid, 
in Texas, but it's also like, you know, like I was doing a bunch of shit. So it was like, you know, there was like football. There was like, I was like on the debate team wow. in high school. You don't um, talk fast at all. How could you debate? I, there was a point in my life in which I talked very fast. Really? And what happened? Yeah. I, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's like not, it's you not, my, got, it's not my natural tired. speed, man. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, I think it's just like, you know, I, at a certain point, like I moved to New Jersey and I was like, oh, I'm going to like focus on this. Like, and even like getting into art school, like I went to Micah in Baltimore. Like, I don't think I was particularly good when I got there, like compared to everybody else. Like, I thought there were a lot of people who were like a lot better than me. And then Neve took you under his wings. And then both of them. I, is that how that worked? I don't know if that's how that worked. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, mythologically speaking, the origin yeah, yeah, story yeah. for me is I see both of you and I'm like, what the fuck are these guys at an <laughs> icon? Oh, right, right, right. No, oh, I, have I, I, have, wow. I have absolutely yeah. no idea, uh, <laughs> you know, what your experience of Micah was. It's a very, it was a very, I feel like during. Uh, it's interesting because we when we when we went to college, I feel like the illustration like world um, was a very different looking place, right? In terms of like how social media functioned, or in terms of like, um, how, yeah. Can you can you elucidate on that? Like, you you've made mention of it a couple of times. Do you mean is it more difficult to I don't know be seen in the or what do you, how has it changed? Do you think? Uh, I, well, I think there uh, there's a there's a platform thing where it's like I think the primary mechanisms right now are that's still like Instagram and TikTok, right? And so there's been a shift to like video stuff. There's like YouTube, right, where um, it has its own kind of kind of internal environment. Um, but if you're looking at still images, I feel like Instagram's still kind of like the main thing and i mean that's so phone based right and like there is a period of time when hmm. yeah just the you know being in browser or using like tumblr or a blog was more normal than using instagram and i think that pushed illustration in a certain way that instagram kind of veered away from um, yeah, I, mi I miss Tumblr. Like an old man, I miss Tumblr. Yeah, and I, I, I think there are very good reasons for missing it, um, and missing like <clears throat> that kind of mechanism for drawing sharing, because it's like it's just a very different idea than what we currently use. Oh um, yeah, hundred percent. I think we are worse off in the social media landscape. Um, at least in terms of design, like creative stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the square. I wouldn't yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's also, I don't, I don't even know how. I don't. I don't know. I I took my shot at Tumblr for like four years, and it did me good. And then I just, I don't really care about. I was not gonna about to rebuild shit in a different uh, app. That was basically my. Yeah, my feeling. 
I think we kind of feel the same way about it though, right? Where it's like, maybe that's like where that kind of nonchalance comes from. Where... Well, it's just that, that Jersey swagger. <laughs> literally just like being like i did this already i don't care anymore uh i don't know I, I, it's hard it. for me to it's hard for me to do things i'm not genuinely connected to and i was connected to tumblr in a in a in, in if i'm being vulnerable in a very real way mm-hmm. so uh i i did never i never felt that connection again to a you know and I'm glad I haven't to any other social media platform. Yeah. But I completely understand like people got to make a living off it. I don't judge people for using it. It's just something was magical about Tumblr. Yeah. And I, I, I think that being the kind of like primary art sharing environment that, you know, I like kind of our crop of designers came up on is yeah. it's kind of a different outlook than what you need right now if you are entering the art world do you know how because like i i don't i know what you mean i just don't know enough about it. i don't care enough to know but it's an interesting I, idea how it informs the aesthetic of the upcoming generation one of the things that I, I think I feel this kind of tangentially and I push against it is like really tailoring your work to um, like algorithmic stuff, right? So it's like, if we think of Tumblr um, or even just like a blog, where you, like a blog spot or whatever, where you just post your stuff, it's like, there's not the assumption that the reach is very far. The reach is like the people that you know, and then like, with Tumblr, then it can get further, right? But um, I think kind of because of the way algorithms work and the way that, you know, like Instagram and YouTube are programming, like there, I feel like there are kind of like more general trends that are emerging that are better and worse for getting your work out there and i think that's kind of at a detriment to your own creative thinking yeah i mean tumblr was very much more open in terms of its format and the formats it could accept Um, even just like putting up multiple images and like being able to arrange them in a specific way being able to see things much larger see things in context better um yeah, sometimes I make shit now and it's not a square and I'm just like, how would I make this a square in a way that doesn't bother me? Yeah. And and then I just don't yeah. bother most of the time and just <laughs> accept that I made the thing. Yeah. And so like, I feel like my solution to that as of late is like, uh, sometimes I post either if I don't design to square, which I do a lot, I end up posting crops of things, which is like subpar. Um, sure. Um, but regardless, like, I don't think like I felt the same kind of like, kind of internet pressure that somebody who is either entering or coming out of art school now feels. Um, so I think like there, you know, 
maybe it's also because it's like I felt like the kind of career world was almost separate from it. Right. Where it was like, mm, that's true. Oh, that's true. Like yeah. I could still like send out a bunch of fucking postcards and get work. Like it's not like, like that was, there's like a separate area online that like I can post like my little drawings to. Um, but it's not like so directly connected to like getting jobs where it's now yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. now it's literally like, it can't be further from the truth. Yeah. We had a good run. Very had a great run. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you, you know, it's funny. Cause it's like, I, I, I think maybe what you're getting at a little bit too is like, I don't put a ton of effort into my social media presence. Um, like maybe I post Instagram stories of like dogs and food and like shit in my life, but like, but I somehow still get some amount of work. Um, and I, it's also a mystery to me. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, I'm just going to talk about like, uh, like being able to like deliver. I was going to say like, there's the, 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 the this, work this aspect. Is, this is the, the mundane truth about the arts is like, if you deliver, if you're professional, if you're reliable, doesn't matter if you're a fine artist, illustrator, whatever you're going to, and you're not like dog shit, like you're mediocre or above average, you're probably going to have a career. Yeah, like, for sure. Cause you're just in this field of individuals who can barely like wake up and dress themselves. So just having that and doing it for one decade yeah, you can you can live off it. I'm pretty sure. I've seen, yeah, easy. and I'm not I'm not going to say the name, but you know the name. I've seen people. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've seen people who have me. Not, Thank you. <laughs> no, I've seen people who haven't progressed a single breadcrumb in terms of skill and illustration who who've been doing this for over like yeah, a, a decade. decade. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just sure. like, yeah, I don't even know how it's possible to not get better when you do something all the time. But they they're just reliable and and the person knows who I'm talking about. They're they're listening to it. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the mundane truth, even for painters. Just like yeah, for art, sure. Can I deal with you on a regular basis? Because <clears throat> like I don't know, everything's like about a relationship, right? So it's like it, if you want money out of it, you have to deal with other people. Yeah, you have to develop some level of social skills. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were, uh, last time we talked, you were, uh, I, I don't know, with, um, maybe you were talking about like doing more kind of local communal design work and or fabrication for companies and or people around you in Jersey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> quite possible I, yeah i think about that as like the era uh, you talking about that as your client base as opposed to like you know whatever esports shit that i'm on right now it's a very different that's true very yeah, different yeah. kind of communication too yeah that that is true and it's it's obviously a little more limiting when you work like regionally or within your town like the beauty of the internet is you can develop your style and then have clients come to you who have interest in that style. But when you work more locally, you're kind of more in, you start skewing more towards service, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm working with like suburban businesses 
Yeah. And so trying to keep yourself interested in that context is, is definitely challenging. And there's pros and cons to that. Like just being able to walk into town and see like, Oh, I did that, 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 that is super mm. cool. But obviously you've gained the, um, ability to just move to Japan for no reason and still have a career. And this that's is, true. uh, but I think that's because <laughs> I, I think of, I also think of my work as a service, right? There are times I get frustrated about like the art part of it, but like, I'm definitely like, like I view the design work as, as you know, people are paying for a service from me. And yeah, I think the quicker illustrators can learn that the better. Cause I was so stubborn about that. Yeah, uh, early early on, you know, like it's definitely your, like your capital W work, but it's like, I don't know, it's still transactional. Right, it's like, a job. It's a job. Um, and like, there are definitely times when I get frustrated about it, where I'm like, this decision is not good. But that's also because I'm like, I'm like it is in hindrance of the service, right? Like this drawing would be sure, better. Sure, sure. This, this would be better suited to X, Y, and Z if it looked this way or whatever, or if like it functioned like this. Um, yeah. But I think that's, what's hard when you step out of it, you go back into a fine art framework. You're like, you're still kind of, and you should be in some sense, like in that service mode, but then you, you ask yourself, what am I in service to uh, if I feel no connection to my culture? What am I in service to if I'm not doing it for God or a God? Mm -hmm. uh, like those are like, you know, like the best art in existence cross-culturally is typically a form of worship. Right. Most most people don't have that connection. So inherently probably, turns like into yourself, right? It's like yeah, and then very there's self-referential. Like yeah, and there's this like pressure because no one's that interesting to express yourself. And I think that can be a block for sure. Or if um, they are that interesting, then they're not concerned with <laughs> making paintings to sell. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And um, so that's, that's a difficult challenge of, uh, I don't know. I think fine art is like in a, has been in a crisis state for, for some time couple decades level of self-referentiality like i think it just swims in dirty waters and like has no real function in society like it's different than music like kanye west is massively influential and like you know there's it, it reaches people in a really different way there's no fine artist i would put on his level in terms of influence oh for you sure can you can have like jeff coons but it's like ultimately what's what's really going on there even culturally it's not really i mean it's the not. expression of financial power right yeah i mean but like that's not gonna like impact the, a teenager that's like pissed off or whatever yeah there's like a cynicism that exists in most fine art that's just frustrating but yeah that, that's a that's a tough topic and i but i think everyone feels it when they sit back down to I like with a blank sheet of paper and make something. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I, I think it's also like, you know, like music functions the way it does is, and it impacts us the way it does because of, you know, it's like kind of more of a, a time investment in a way. Um, sure. Like, 
there's an immediacy, there's like a temporal aspect to it that's kind of interesting. Um, and in a lot of ways, you can like really feel there's like a very easy transfer of emotion to the viewer. And I don't know. I love the the visual arts, but it's definitely like not the same. <laughs> like I can recognize skill and like appreciate when someone like, you know, is trying to express an idea that is impactful to them, but like, I don't know, that immediacy just is not there. Like, yeah, yeah. In I the mean, same way. I'm pretty cool with admitting that music is superior to art. Yeah. I think I'm fine. I can, I've done, I've dealt with it. I've moved I, on. I feel like, I feel like almost everyone I know feels that way too. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, I, I can accept this. No, yeah. I mean, they serve completely different functions, but, uh, yeah. I noticed you have this, you have like a playlist. This is part of your life. Oh yeah. Sharing I make, playlists. I, I make mixes, little playlists. Um, they're mostly just for me. Right. It's like, like I will, I think that's a, an interesting way of kind of demarcating time. Um, like, like spending time, just you mean making the playlist? No, no, no. Like I, because they're basically those playlists are just combinate, like, you know, compilations of stuff that I listen to, like, you mm -hmm. know, like consistently over a, you know, a period of time. And I'll be like, okay, like this summer I was listening to a lot of X, X, Y, or Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so then eventually like, when that shifts, I can like go revisit it and be like, oh yeah, this stuff is like, you know, this stuff is not as good as I thought it was or, <laughs> um, we're still good. Yeah. We're still good. And, uh, no, and, uh, bring me back to a specific vibe. What is your experience? I mean, you go to shows in Japan. Oh uh, yeah, I try to, um, there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, it was it was interesting because like for for the first half of when I was here the border was not open right like hmm, we didn't right, right. I guess we re really didn't we didn't really talk about this but like so like for a long I had, I was planning to move to Japan and you know in late 2019 I pushed that back a little bit so I was gonna move in early 2020 and then you know COVID happened border was closed I waited for two years um, I basically gave up and then at the very last second my they were like, oh, you should come now. Your paperwork is about to expire. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. But <laughs> the first, you know, half year of when I was here, um, basically only, you know, like local artists, um, no, no touring acts, um, uh, like no bands from other countries. Um, but it was really interesting. Cause it was like, oh, I like kind of got a little more familiar with like, um, like some Tokyo DJ stuff. Um, saw a bunch of bands that I definitely probably would not have seen if I was just going to like, you know, touring punk bands or whatever. Right. Um, I've kind of been like splitting my, my musical efforts between like, uh, going to some punk and hardcore things, but, um, Mostly like 
electronic stuff because I feel like there are a lot of people here who do interesting DJ work. Yeah, I have very, very little knowledge of that, to be honest. But I'm kind of just interested in what you're like, what the hell are you doing? You know, on the daily, on the daily. Yo, on the daily, I go to language school, man. Like all day? I go for from 1.30 to 5.30 every day. Um, And then when I have projects in, I also build project time before and after that class trunk. Um, And like you can, like if you were walking down the street, you can, you can get by. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been studying for a long time now. It seems like Jesus Christ. So Um, like the mission, one of the primary (laughs) missions is learning that once you learn that, do you know what you're going to do with it? Um, you're just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure it out. And I'm just trying to enjoy the process of learning it. Like, um, cause it, uh, well, I've always wanted to speak a second language, you know, Americans not so good at speaking more than English. Um, and, uh, I thought it would be a, a way to make learning quicker and more enjoyable. Um, and would you call it enjoyable? There are times when it is, you know, I, I really, I really like the process of learning language. Like the, it's very hard. Um, and the actual like school part of it is not my favorite, but in terms of like, like my own interest and my own investment in it, I, I am, I do really enjoy it. Like I like watching stuff and being like, Oh, what does this mean? Like, I'll look it up. I'll like try to see how something is used. I'll like ask people about it. Um, like, I think that part of it is like really fun and especially a language like Japanese where it's like, there's a large like reading component, um, where it's like, there's a reading is such like its own thing that it's not like learning Spanish where we kind of come from the same character base. Like I really have to like invest and put effort if I want to be able to like get around more or like, you know, read a short story or even like, um, you know, like watch a movie or something. Sure, it's sure. just like, there's, it's a different level altogether. And so like, I really, I enjoy that part of it immensely. Um, but I could kind of take or leave the, uh, the kind of structured school part of it. You think you can learn without that? I think, well, especially in Japanese right now, at this point, I'm, I'm, I can learn without it for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Cause like I, I have my own kind of internal structures in place to like continue learning if I want to. Um, and I, <laughs> I kind of, you know, it's interesting. I like reached a, a point where I disagreed with the school curriculum and methodology. So I was like, oh, there are better ways for me to learn if I want to. Um, and I think and that's you, like a, and you, and you were actually correct in that disagreement um i i think i am correct interesting um at least for for myself right like we all kind of have a learning style that is more uh suited to our own needs and uh a schooling approach isn't always the correct one um but i think that also kind of comes back to thing where it's like 
like, yeah, like I'm hectic. And I like having kind of a, a, a loosey goosey lifestyle, but like, I don't know, like I kind of like have these like built in, um, things that I adhere to. Yeah. Um, structures. Yeah. No, I can even see that in the work the way, like, uh, and I relate to it. You might make a very silhouetted abstract drawing and then follow it up with just a person or something like just mm. kind of this, uh, back and forth kind of piston movement. It is yeah. a form of, um, I don't know yeah, if it's just novelty seeking or it's just a balancing act with like one's skill sets and interests, I think. I think that's kind of it though, right? Is like, I always think of it as like having things in balance as opposed to going too far into one direction. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that can be limiting in its own way, right? Like, but I don't know. I like balance. Well, I mean, I hope one day you just have like ridiculous, you get to make like a cereal box in Japan. Yeah, that'd be fucking insane. I'd love to like, yeah, I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I'd love to like design like mascots for like. Uh, well, I, I, think that'd see be that, I, see, I see that you're uh, putting that out there in the world. <laughs> I think that has, has that worked so out. It has not worked out yet. <laughs> it's so specialized here. Like there are entire companies that just do that. So, oh, I mean, I guess that makes sense because they are so goddamn good at it. They're so good at it. And there are just so many, like, there's just so many that it's like there, it is procedural, right? Like, yeah, I, I imagine entering into any aspect of Japan society to be, to be difficult. I could be wrong, but I just imagine like from your position, it's probably hard to just get up in anything. Yeah. But I mean, everybody kind of, I, I feel like anybody I know here that like kind of does something interesting kind of finds their own way, right? Like, like i'm not gonna like enter a japanese company or like whatever like i i've accepted that i'm like there are certain things that i am cut out for and certain things that i'm not cut out for um yeah. and like i can get my communication level to be like really good like that's like my goal number one for now and i think i'm like along i'm coming along in the process but um that doesn't mean that like there are like, I still want to like do my weird shit. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think no, you know, the way like, I see it is if you, if you, you worked, how long did you work at buck? I was at, well, I freelanced for buck for a long time, but I was only at buck for like half a year. Right. Like if that doesn't satiate, cause it seems like a job that's like, like a regular job that would be, the most creatively fulfilling, you know, yeah, that very up my alley. If I would yeah, want like, to go a job, yeah, yeah. If that ain't cutting it, then it's probably just not the structure for you. Yeah, I think so Which too. Is fine. Yeah. No issue there. I mean, you're a consummate freelancer. It's true. So much so we don't even know how you end up in Japan. <laughs> you're just you're just there. People ask me that all the time on, you know, like it's a fair question, the internet or whatever. And I'll be like, no, nah, man, I'm just like, 
I'm here like studying. Um, I, I, in some ways I think of it as I approached it like generally as like a sabbatical, right? Okay. It's like I had, yeah. I, I was working, especially like during COVID when like things kind of hit the fan for people in like animation and motion work. Like there was so much of it. Cause like you couldn't shoot like video. Uh, never thought about i was that. i was working a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot for like the first year and a half two years of, i guess two years of covid kind of until i came here so i was really thinking of it in terms of like a a decrease in the amount of work that i was going to do so i was like saving up in in anticipation of that um gotcha uh and uh yeah that's kind of it i mean i also am like you know, I live in, like, I don't have my own apartment. Like, I live in, like, a share house. Um, my overheads are just lower. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the whole nine yards. Um, I think I'm more okay with that than other people. Um, sure. For now, at least. I think well, I'd like, to, I'd like to end it on some kind of what's the most beautiful experience you've had in japan most beautiful experience i've had in japan let's see oh my parents came here actually not that long ago i i love seeing my parents um <laughs> that's cool yeah uh there there was a point in which i was in a cab with them I just like, you know, the entirety of when they were here was really interesting because it's like they've known me for how many years, whatever, 34 years. And they have only ever seen me interact in English before. Um, and it was interesting to just like have an entire conversation with like a cab driver in front of them. Um, well, yeah, you might as well be a different person when you speak a different language. Yeah. And do you know what your Japanese identity is? Are you like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's actually interesting because it's coming out a little bit more. It's becoming a little bit more like my English identity. Okay. Um, that's like, I'm like, I'm finally like at the point where I'm like making stupid jokes in Japanese. <laughs> no, if you can joke, that's like, that's good. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm, we're on pun level. Like, that's where I'm trying to be. I'm trying to like make the oh, yeah, yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So I, I think I interrupted you, but just talking to a cab driver in your, in Japanese in front of your parents is the most beautiful moment you had in Japan. It was very interesting because it was like, yeah. it was just like a, it's like a shift in viewpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked, I liked having them here and, um, being able to just interact with them in another context. Um, and then interesting. I also like, I have a, um, I came here about 20 years ago as like an exchange student, um, for a couple of weeks. Um, and I have a host family um, wow. up in an area called Miyagi. And I visited them twice. The first time I visited them, 
I it was basically a little bit of an adventure to try to find them because I only had their name and an address that I didn't think was written correctly. Um, nice. And I made my way up to Miyagi, which is about four and a half hours away. And like, ooh, was at like the word office and like went through this funny adventure of trying to find them. And then it was just really interesting to just, you know, like my beautiful moments are all like, they're like kind of people interaction based. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, family was, and, and fake family. Yeah. It was, it was very nice. Like seeing that. Cause like, they were like, they were like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Like you were, you are here and you can speak to us. This is wild. And I was yeah, like, yeah, gonna, I guess it's gonna I'm feel like, good. I'm like here up in the middle of the fucking rights field territory, just like the middle of nowhere being like, what's up dudes? I haven't seen you in 20 years. What's good. <laughs> I'm sure that felt good. Um, it was very funny. Um, yeah, it's just like nice meeting people. I don't know. Like everything is in service of, of communication. So a beautiful way for an illustrator to end a podcast <laughs> i'm trying my best thank you appreciate it enjoy i hope to see you soon yeah come to new jersey i'll be there good night music by dory bavarsi and mingja chen next up we have alex fender Have a good week.